Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Sexually Liberated Woman podcast gets love from Shockrubs. Shockrubs makes beautiful handcrafted sexual wellness products from 100% pure crystal. Crystals are a natural, earth-made material that help to awaken higher levels of consciousness, work through emotional imbalances, and heal deep core wounding. Take all of that, put it in sex toy form, and you've got yourself a mighty orgasmic tool. I have my own chakra that's made of 100% rose quartz, which is this really beautiful, soft pink-colored crystal that helps me cultivate self-love, opens my heart chakra, and heightens my capacity to feel pleasure. And my orgasms are incredible. So if you want to bring sacredness and a little witchiness to your erotic life, head to shockrubs.com and use the code LIBERATION to get 10% off your purchase. That's C-H-A-K-R-U-B-S dot com, promo code LIBERATION. And may your orgasms be plentiful. Hey everyone, welcome to the Sexually Liberated Woman podcast. I'm Evian Whitney, and these days I've been obsessed with taking selfies, sexy selfies specifically. Not just because I enjoy seeing myself in a beautiful light, but because taking photos like these has really transformed the way I see myself as a sexual woman. At first glance, one would look at my Instagram account and think I'm this super vain individual seeking attention. But there are very intentional reasons I take photos like these, which I spoke more about in my last episode. When I take nude selfies, I actually get to see myself as an erotic being, which makes me feel more confident to express myself as an erotic being. And all of this has been having a huge impact on my sex life. 
And I'm not the only one taking pictures like this. I actually got inspired to begin this journey of sexual self-discovery after stumbling upon an Instagram account where a woman was posting her own sexy selfies publicly. The moment I saw her, I had a visceral reaction. Honestly, I felt horrified. Like, how could anyone take such racy photos like that? But underneath that judgment, I felt intense curiosity. A few months and a dozen episodes of intense processing later, I started dabbling in sexy self-portraiture as a means of finding sexual acceptance. And this woman is responsible. Today, I'm talking with fellow sexy selfie taker and my longtime girl crush, Allie Whaley, whose selfies helped spur my own sexual self-discovery. Honestly, if it weren't for her, I probably wouldn't be dabbling in sexy self-portraiture right now. We talked about so many things, like how naked selfies are brazen political statements in our sex-saturated, sex-negative culture. We talked about Instagram politics and how Allie copes when Instagram takes her photos down. We talked about how nude selfies are inherently feminist. And I also asked Allie to share some of her favorite poses with us. And a quick note, you'll notice that we don't go in depth about Allie being a sex worker. And that was done intentionally. Before we started recording, Allie and I decided to try to keep the conversation to nude selfies only because the discussion of sex work is so rich and so important that it honestly deserves its own episode. And trust, that episode is on its way. I just wanted to mention this now so you didn't think we were ignoring a really important factor in this conversation. Okay, we've got a lot to get into. Enjoy listening to us chat and stick around to the end because I have a very important announcement to make. One last thing, you are entering a no slut shaming zone. So Allie, I kind of see you as an advocate for nude selfie taking. How was it that you started taking nude selfies and putting them on Instagram? The million dollar question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't necessarily remember when I started taking nude selfies. I I started more nude modeling just for random friends because I didn't care about being naked. Um, like different art friends and stuff. I'm trying to think, I'm trying to like reflect on my first like nude selfie selfie game. Yeah, I I would be curious to know what your first nude selfie was, if you can think about it, if you can remember, I don't know. Let me see. I feel like I, I mean, I had to have been doing, I, well, I will say with what, like with nude selfies or not, I was taking them and, and didn't really have anyone to send them to. <laughs> um, I don't know if I can necessarily remember like the first one, but I was like, feeling myself, like feeling my body, like I was really kind of into nudity and, and, and that identity, but it wasn't like I really had anyone to receive the nude selfies. I feel as part of the reason they started going on the internet and I would send them out to like my friends and I feel like people were like, Allie, like, why are you sending me nude selfies all the time? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like really proud of them. I was like, damn, I like look good. I feel good. Like look at this lighting or look at this angle. And and my friends really weren't the appropriate soundboard for that, like long term, um, which makes sense, you know. So I was like, okay, well, let me just kind of put this out into the universe <laughs> instead, because I'm actually really proud and like feel good with this. And 
And then the universe kind of also responded well to that. So it just started to pick up, I think, from there. I think the lines are pretty blurry. Because I think when I started doing nude selfies was still in the time of the conversation where people were saying, which I don't think people say as much now, that like selfies were this like really narcissistic kind of like gross thing. And then in the midst of that was when people started being like, selfies are a like radical form of self-love so that conversation was really happening actively as I started doing it so it feels so long ago now that it's hard to really pinpoint that exact moment that that switch but I think um yeah I think it was definitely a part of that kind of error now now I think it's that that conversation has definitely evolved a lot more yeah tell me about that like tell me how selfies have evolved for you because it sounds like in the beginning it was just like this thing that you did when you were feeling yourself but I've looked at your Instagram before and I know that these selfies aren't just like hey check me out I'm super hot but like there's something very radical about them and that's what actually drew me to you so like yeah what what has it involved in for you well, it is interesting when I reflect back. I mean, I guess it's been like maybe about three or four years since I really got into this medium. So it's it's interesting to look back at my evolution over that time. I will say that when I started, I was really struggling with my self-esteem and my self-worth, which is something I've been working on in many different aspects of my life, whether it has been through therapy um, through different kind of reading and books, but it has been something a very central focus to my life because I was seeing how destructive uh, my my lack of self esteem and self worth was to my happiness and to my life and to my friendships and to my romantic life. So really early on, it was kind of this medium where uh, I always felt more comfortable naked. Like even now, it's it's interesting. Um, it's it's just it was just always something I felt like the most me in that part of that skin, and and it definitely has helped me grow a lot in in that regard to loving myself. I think really early on when I was doing it, I really just didn't feel beautiful. I didn't feel special. I didn't feel worthy. And I think my nude selfies have definitely evolved that for me. Like a lot of that stuff feels very distant now. Um, And I don't think it was just the nude selfies. I think it was an intentional commitment to loving myself and celebrating myself and being okay with occupying that space confidently. And I think that now those kind of questions don't even really ring in in my head. Like I don't have very many qualms with my body anymore, Um, which I think is a very, you know, women around me very much are very focused on their weight or or on how they look. Uh, If they feel that, that they're like, for example, their weight is fluctuating, that's a very central part of kind of what goes on in their head. And, And for me, I've really let go of that. I feel very good in my body. And I think part of that is, seeing back my body and experiencing my body. Like I remember the first like pussy shot I've ever had that I ever saw. I was like, Oh my God, I actually have like a really beautiful vagina (laughs) and it doesn't really look like the vaginas I see in porn. And it doesn't really, you know, and it was just like this moment of being like, Oh, like I, I like my vagina, but I never really got to see it from a different angle than kind of like looking down or like looking in a mirror and really kind of re-experiencing and relearning my own body and, and celebrating that. Um, and I think the nude selfies I take have evolved as well as, as my own experience with my body has evolved. Like at this point, I'm like really into like rolls, for example, I'm really into bending my body or moving my body in ways that make it roll like my stomach or within my hips and stuff like that, which I would have never done three years ago in a nude selfie and put that online ever. So it is interesting to watch also as I evolve with my own experience of how my body works, 
how it looks and how I experience it, how also my images change a lot um, since when I started. Um, but I definitely think it's helped me just celebrate me. It's helped me take up space that I find important. And then I think there's political elements too of, of, um, of kind of either desexualizing the body or, or celebrating a sexualized body as well from what I see as like a woman gaze or as, you know, I, I see that there's space for both. I think definitely uh, a lot of people try to divide the two that like inherently being sexual as a woman is bad and feeding into the patriarchy, but that being an un, unsexually naked is like okay and celebrated and awesome and very trendy right now in the art world. And I like both yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I see this space for both. So I think very early on, kind of those different political elements were also really important to me and again a lot of that stuff has evolved like uh like for example like I almost always have like a bush nowadays um and and that that's something that's like really evolved through my own experience and like love towards my body and really starting to experience it or like armpit hair these kinds of like little things that through through experiencing my body and starting to push these limits because I, I just feel so actually comfortable in myself and in my sexuality in a way that I never did when I, I started this. And I, I think it almost like pushed me. Like I, I pretended almost that it was like fake it till you make it where I was like, oh, like, you know, let me put this on the internet. And I feel really vulnerable and scared. And I slowly kind of started uh, not feeling that way anymore. And I really felt that empowerment and, and that high. And I think as a woman, we're often told that we're like these sexual, beautiful, like feminine creatures, but it's only okay when other people tell us that. And it's not okay for us to celebrate that ourselves or to talk about it ourselves. And, yeah. and I think really taking that space and like celebrating myself on my own terms and like not posting that to, to have other people say like, Hey, you're hot. But actually, because I just like literally wasn't having sex with anyone to like send them to. And I was just like, I am beautiful and I am like these things or, or whatever. And, and kind of like let, allowing myself that space to take it up, I guess. So yeah. I'm, I'm really curious about how you s- decided to turn the camera onto you, particularly when you were having low self-esteem and you didn't feel super comfortable in your body. Like, I mean, I know this very well because one of the reasons why I started taking nude selfies was because of that. I didn't feel super comfortable in my sexual body. I didn't feel really comfortable in my sexuality as a woman. So, um, and, and the idea of turning the camera onto me and looking at myself and my body in this way was really, it was, it was really hard because I didn't feel that. And I know you mentioned like it sort of like transitioned into you faking it till you make it. Like you started beginning to see changes happen because of the selfie taking. But like originally, like, do you remember what it was that was like, oh, hey, I'm going to take a picture of myself, especially when you were feeling so like, I don't know, not confident in yourself. I'm like scrolling back my Instagram as we speak. So I'm like, let me find like these like early nude <laughs> selfies. Um, cause I, think I love there's, that. But there's also stories with each selfie, yeah. you know, it's hard to like think about them kind of generally. Well, I will say, so it's hard cause I did start nude modeling. I think before I was taking nude selfies publicly, um, I was nude modeling specifically for friends who wanted people who could be naked for like kind of art modeling, not erotica, not anything really super epic. And I remember being on those shoots because I was like, whatever, I can be naked like that. That stuff doesn't that never scared me. The idea of nudity and sexuality in general have been very central to to my life. Um, But 
I remember being on those shoots and being so uncomfortable looking at those early shoots and kind of how I held my body. I remember being like, is this okay? Is this okay? Is this okay? You know, very insecure in that space, even though I don't think it was necessarily because I was naked, but actually because I was just very insecure with my own decisions and my own sense of self and my own uh, relationship with my body was not was not confident. Whether I was wearing clothes or naked, I think I would have been very insecure and, and uncomfortable. Um, and I think starting to see those, uh, I had a, so I wasn't public actually at all about any of the nude modeling I was doing because I was working for an LGBT nonprofit. And so I had this like huge collection of work actually before I started posting any nudes of any kind online and really went into that very intentionally when I did decide maybe about a year, maybe a year and a half into taking nude selfies into nude modeling where I was like, oh, I guess I'll put this on the internet now. So it, it is interesting to watch that evolution oh my god I completely like forgot about your question now what what was the? <laughs> I know I'm like scrolling at the same time but what was the, what was the... no no I, I was just curious about like what made you decide to turn the camera on yourself oh, what, decide to turn the camera on yeah myself? like especially coming from that place of being insecure and not being super confident in your body because I mean for me like like for, from my perspective I would assume that it would be even difficult to think about taking a picture of yourself let alone being like I'm gonna take my clothes off and take a picture of myself for myself so that I can see my body yeah. the way that I want to see it like how did you come to that I guess for me it had a lot to do with different kind of aspects of modeling and and wanting to be in control of my own image mm. and my own self because when someone else is shooting you uh they're really in control. They have the eye of the camera, which I think is a beautiful, can be a beautiful thing in itself too, to see yourself through someone else's eyes. But I wanted to start creating images through my own eye and through my own experience of myself and really have control and power over that. I'm actually like looking at my Instagram and it seems that I didn't start actually posting nude selfies until I started doing sex work. So that is, that is kind of also an interesting thing that I never really reflected on until this exact moment it seems like everything else I was posting was modeled nudes um so I do but I do think um it was really about having my own control over my own image and my own eye through how I experienced myself and and that's actually been incredible because I think actually at this point I would almost any day nude model or nude selfie over working with a photographer mm. which I wouldn't say was true in the beginning I like how I experience my own self and, and I think the world actually receives how I experience my own self much stronger than how photographers see or view me. Now I rarely model, I very, very rarely model and I actually think I post a lot more nude selfies now because it's control. It's kind of like, I think I turned it around on me to say like, okay, what happens if I you know shoot me? What does it look like? And I think maybe also it was like, to practice almost too, as silly as that sounds, to like really get used to being in front of the camera. But I thought it was so powerful. It was so much more fun. It was like, yeah. it was being able to manipulate and control again, like I said, like being into like roles of my body, for example, right now. That's something that like I'm able to play with on camera with myself. And also, I'm so much more comfortable being by myself and taking photos. I talk about this a lot with people, like having like a photographer there, like there's an inherent kind of power dynamic. That a, that a photographer holds over a model and 
I think there's like less authenticity to it. So I feel like I can actually push my boundaries, push my mold, feel myself in ways and and really be present with my own self in ways that I could never do on set with another person present. And you can read that. I think that's part of the reason people respond to my nude selfies specifically in some ways stronger because you can see my confidence so much more. You can see my own interaction with my own body and my own self and, and kind of like, see the more thought process or or kind of these evolutions I think if you look from my nude selfies early on to date um how they've really changed and evolved through my own experience with myself um I actually don't think any of this started as politically as it evolved for me yeah let's talk about the political aspect of it because I mean you've you've kind of mentioned a little bit this idea of like taking your power back like putting the control like in your hands and you being the prime narrator of your sexuality, your sexual body, like what other things have happened? What other political things have opened up for you because you started taking selfies like these? I know I mentioned earlier um, the idea of kind of asexuality versus sexuality and that's in terms of like nudity and I think that's um, a really important political topic for me. I think sexuality on, on, on the spectrum of sexual to asexual, I think it's an infinite spectrum that people fall upon anywhere. And I think there's a lot of pressure for women right now, especially in the age of like Instagram to like not sexualize themselves at all. And there's like a very strong narrative around why that's wrong and why that's feeding into the patriarchy. And I think that's something really passionate for me because I think it's okay for women to be sexual. And I think it's okay for us to celebrate our sexuality and celebrate um, ourselves in, in that way and engage with ourselves and explore that meaning to us. So I think a big part of my political work is really engaging in both. And I think there's a very like strong line in the sand where you are either one or the other and one's right and wrong. And I don't think one is right or wrong. I think there actually has to be space for everyone to experience their body and their sexuality in their own way. Um, and I never want to say that everyone's sexual. I don't think everyone's sexual or as sexual as each other, but I think we it's important as a society to respect other women and I think there is a lot of woman on woman jealousy or policing on places like the internet who who um and with men too I guess they're two kind of separate issues actually how I think men interact with me and women interact with me um and and my sexualization of myself um but it is really I think just taking that power back into into my own hands and and writing my own narrative and writing my own scripts has been one of the most powerful, empowering things I've ever done for myself. Yeah. It's really changed me as a person um, for the better. And and I think um, even early on, like interacting with different people, kind of haters, I guess, has really evolved for me as well. How, how much that's how I've had to become really grounded in myself and, and my beliefs and how um, that's helped me become a stronger person in every single aspect of my life as people kind of question a lot of what I do. What other like political aspects? I mean, there's so many kind of levels. I guess it depends on what I'm engaging with. Like I know you definitely engage with like periods or um, our different like cycles a lot. I think it just kind of depends on what topic is on my mind at any given moment really involves how I'm interacting with um with my nude selfies and, and the story I'm telling. Cause I think oftentimes at this point, a lot of the nude selfies I take are not kind of like, are not kind of like random on a whim. I think a lot of stuff I do is with intent and to tell a story. 
recently I've been writing a lot about periods. And so a lot of how I'm interacting with myself and my body is often through that cycle or, or through that lens. Um, at different times, I'm thinking more heavily about sex and sexuality. Maybe if I'm having sex with someone, I think the selfie that you liked that engaged you to me was actually a very, very hard time of my life where um, I was grieving relationships. I was grieving friendships and relationships and family relationships because I had just come out of the closet more or less as this sexual person. Um, and a lot of people had opinions about that, yeah. um, unwarranted opinions about it. And I was in a very hard time. And so it was a very central part of my life of really grieving this transition of kind of being like a normal person to being a public figure who was known as a sexual person. And, and so I was writing about that or my topics were engaging in kind of how other people were interacting with me on the subject. Yeah, for those for those who don't know, can you describe the picture that we're talking about? Yeah, so I believe the photo you're talking about here, let me pull it up. Um, I believe the photo you're talking about is the one where I photoshopped a text message in. Is that the one you're yeah, talking about? Yeah, that one. Uh, the photo is a, te- a selfie of me turned on. I'm not even actually naked in the photo, surprisingly. Um, <laughs> my face is covered, so I'm turning. I'm sitting on the countertop. Actually, I was in a hotel room, funnily enough, and I'm just turned around, and my butt's, like, sitting on the countertop, and my face is covered with my phone, so it's definitely a selfie. Like, you can tell. It's not like your arm reached out, like it's a phone in the mirror, which I think is an important aspect of the photo. Um, and I photoshopped a text from my ex-boyfriend, onto it um and he's basically saying I don't know how clear it is from the text message but he's basically saying he loved me and fell in love with me because I was this smart intelligent driven person and he was saying because of me being naked on the internet I'm no longer that person and that's not why he fell in love with me Mm. and I have a super long caption as I often do on Instagram it's usually a lot more about my captions and about the photo yeah Um, I think people aesthetically like like are so much better at nudes. Like there's so many women on the internet who aesthetically like kill the nude game who are just like see the body in themselves through such interesting angles that constantly give me inspiration. I think for me, the nude selfies are one aspect of a story I often like to tell. And and I think a lot more of my emphasis is usually on my writing or my story within and how they connect to each other. I like connecting the visual and the written. I think you're like that as well, actually. Because I think it paints context. I think it's really exactly. important to, to have that context. Otherwise, it's just some naked photo for for its own sake. But I really like this idea of using that caption to create context because otherwise people are just going to see that photo and think like, oh, she's just lying on her bed naked for no reason. (laughs) But like with that caption and and if especially if that caption is saying self-loving things, self-celebratory things, really feminist things. Um, it creates this context of like, yeah, this is me taking my story back. This is me taking my erotic power back, which yeah. is super powerful. I actually, yeah, it's interesting because this this particular photo, I'm talking a lot about this guy. He wasn't even my boyfriend at the time. So I thought it was so unwarranted for him to kind of come out of nowhere and tell me what I should and shouldn't do with my sexuality. And granted, like have our entire like relationship built off of me being this like sexually empowered, like liberated woman. And he knew I was doing nude erotica the entire time we were together, but it wasn't public yet. So it was very interesting to see his shift change when, when my sexuality was no longer uh, within a private space for like him and I to exchange, but it was actually became a public space. And I, I talked about it a lot in that. And it's funny from what you're saying, because I actually went through a phase later where I put a series of naked photos and captions with them where I started to get almost annoyed with the fact that 
I had niched myself into a place or, and also the, I guess I, I would say also the culture of Instagram had become like for enable for you to be an empowered naked women, you had to justify it. So I did actually do a short series of talking about kind of like making tongue in cheek jokes also about how you can't just post a naked selfie anymore and be in power. You have to also justify it and how that is also problematic because I don't know if everyone has the language. Like I think you and me right. are writers and are intellectuals and are people who, who've dedicated a lot of time and space and we've read a lot of books and we've been integrated in these communities. So we have this kind of privileged set of knowledge to understand more intellectually why these things feel good and I think it's okay for women to feel good with it and not necessarily know why and not necessarily have to defend it and also sometimes I think it's funny because now I have an audience so I can speak to an audience but very early on when I was posting nudes like no one it was like my like 300 friends who followed me so like speaking to them like this is like who I am and like what I'm about like seems weird right you know like it would have been weird now I have an audience who I can speak to which makes it like more normalized for me to speak in those ways that are more like radical or intellectual I don't think my friends would like care at all so um I think I think I see both I think I got tired of it because I felt like I created this um brand for myself where I was like I'm naked and this is why. And then sometimes I just wanted to post a naked selfie and not have to write a like three paragraph caption on like radical self-love. I'm so glad that you mentioned that because that's something that I have been kind of coming up against as I continue to explore taking nude selfies as a form of self-love. Like there is this part of me that has to like, that feels like I have to find or have to have a reason to put put this photo on the internet like it and it yeah. has to be centered in something very self-loving to sort of justify the reasons exactly. why and I'm so glad that you're mentioning this idea of like being sexy just because you're feeling yourself um, and that's something that I've been exploring a little bit more lately this idea of like just posting a picture on the internet that isn't something profound that isn't yeah. talking about some memory yeah. that creates context to make this picture seem more, you know, uh, uh, intimate or intellectual or, or whatever, yeah. but just posing a picture being like, I love my tits today. Like yeah, they just exactly. look really sexy. Um, and, and how, but how hard that is, how hard it is for us to like have to navigate those things. Like it ha- yeah. it can't, it, it can't be, both things it has to be one or the other like you have to be like showing off yourself sexily because maybe you're selling yourself sexily or you have to be showing off your your naked body in a way that's like yeah I'm feeling really proud and I'm going I'm going to justify it it can't be like both things exactly I found these captions and they're in like those little asterisk stars um and it says like one of them is inserts radical self-love caption to shield from slut <laughs> And then one says, yeah. And one says, can I stars, steal that? I might. Yeah, steal yeah totally, totally. I'll send them to you. I'll send the screenshots. I mean, I wasn't, I went through, well, I can talk about this because I think it's relevant. And then yeah. the next says, insert socio political rant to avoid being labeled as a dumb attention whore with no future. Uh. Uh, yeah, they're all, it was a time. So this winter, I went through a really hard time and almost deleted emotionality, the Instagram account. Um, I really just, I changed and evolved where I was at and I really struggled with it. And it was actually my closest friends and some of my fans who really pushed me to keep going and to stay. So those captions were really out birthed out of a time where I was struggling with my own understanding of, of what I was doing. Um, and I really had to like think hard and long and, and take a break. And I think a part of that was 
another um, milestone for me of really having to continue to push myself to grow and love myself. So the haters and these different conversations were affecting me too profoundly and it became unhealthy for me. And I, I took some steps that really helped. I made a personal Instagram account. I stopped working with men and photographers almost entirely, which really helped. A lot of these nude selfies are told with a story and told with kind of what I'm going through at that time. And um, and at that time, I wanted to just be able to be myself and not have to say, like you said, like say these profound things. All of a sudden, I kind of exploded on social media and it was almost like my dream come true that then like the grass is always greener on the other yeah. side. Where, Wait, did I actually want this? And what does that mean? So I was grieving these friendships. My family all knows that I do sex work, that I'm naked on the internet. My mom's a pastor. Like there were many different kind of like hard things for me to cope with in my personal life with this new identity and this new kind of form of fame. I put fame in quotes because I know social media is just so like, you know, it's a very specific kind of form of fame. Um, and so they were really birthed out of this, this struggle to understand what I was doing and whether it was okay. And like, Further than that, I'd say as someone, and I have a caption about this as well, as someone who straddles so many different circles, but doesn't fit into any of them, you see a lot of that struggle on my Instagram. So I was a professional full-time activist for the vast majority of my life outside of this past year alone, meaning that I worked full-time at nonprofits, doing social justice work, front lines work. Um, and so I'm like very much a part of the activist community, but in a lot of ways, being a sexual person, engaging in these topics about sexuality, which I ended up getting fired from my nude selfies from this job I worked at for four and a half years at an LGBT nonprofit. And so like realizing this kind of idea of like the good activist, which I didn't fit into. Mm. And in the sex world, I'm, I'm also, you know, I engage in other topics. I engage in sociopolitical topics. I engage in like different understandings of sex. Um, so I don't necessarily really fit into the sex world very neatly either. And then I also straddle the art world as well, where, um, a lot of my friends, a lot of people around me are creatives. And I, I consider myself also an artist and, and a creative. And yet by engaging in topics of sex, again, uh, engaging in the topic of sexuality is not accepted in the art world at all. So I end up having these like really hard, I don't, I have like a toe in the water in so many worlds and then feel critiqued and not fit in or not like I'm allowed in a lot of these spaces. So when a lot of these things are being birthed, it was like, okay, I have all these feminist like art friends, like art girlfriends who like don't like what I'm doing. They don't like that I'm naked on the internet and have a lot of feelings about it. But if I make these captions and I make it profound and I make it deep, then people will accept me and love me and see that what I'm doing is a creative medium. I see emotionality very much as performance art, I see it very much as an in ability to overshare and engage in these conversations to help people think it is made to make illicit feelings. And I think people who know me personally can see very clearly how emotionally is performance and is extreme on, on purpose. But again, it, I became sick of it. I was like, why am I trying so hard to fit in with these kind of like third wave feminist women mm. <laughs> or second wave feminist women who believe that this is inherently wrong and and how I'm actually using some of these captions to prove myself and like what does it mean when I let go of the idea of doing anything for anyone else and and I think that's where that double-edged sword was is the second I had attention 
I felt the need to like, I feel like it hurt my work. I feel like I stopped, I started writing based on and posting based on what I thought other people wanted from me. And I stopped really being as radical or engaging in the ideas that were just important to me. I really started censoring myself. I stopped posting as much. I wanted to be more intentional. I think some of these things were good things to think about. Like nowadays it's, I really struggle with posting selfies of myself because I think I'm a very like white person who, um, who do I need to be occupying space with the conversations about sexuality when like black lives are being murdered around the country? And, and how can I show that those are important topics to me and how can I intersect them with what I'm doing as a white woman? Um, so these kinds of, these kinds of things have also changed for me as the conversation in our, in our national politics have changed. How can I uplift the voices or faces of women of color who are engaging in sexuality? Um, because I sometimes think at this point, it's time for me to bow my head out and, and allow that space for women of color to occupy that a lot more. So I've seen my ideas also kind of evolving as well. And I think being intentional is good that I'm not, I see a lot of white women on the internet who are in, engaging in sexuality, not really engage in the complexities and intersections and of, of other topics that are going on. And, and so I think those things are good. I think it's good that I think critically and that, that I have to evolve. And I think some of those things with having a larger audience have pushed me to use my social media in different ways. And I'm still kind of trying to figure out how to use it in better ways every day. But um, I became really sick and tired of it. And I didn't want that power. And I didn't really feel like I deserved that power. And I didn't necessarily feel like I deserved the microphone to have on nudity or on sex. And I became very insecure in that. So I think some of those captions you see in kind of the winter period of this last year is me really um, struggling with um, expectations from others and, and what I wanted to produce and, and how that became really clouded and, and hard for me. Yeah, I'm on a new kind of wave as well now where again, those things have shifted and changed and I'm feeling more confident and, and good again about the work I'm producing and the direction I'm going and you know, so yeah, and it's so vulnerable too to put yourself out there. I mean, and I know that that sounds cliche because like nudity vulnerability, but it's it's so true that like when you put yourself out there, you're you're opening your yourself up to all kinds of critique, all, t all kinds of um, attention that you don't want. I mean, since I've been taking selfies like these and posting them on Instagram, the kinds of DMs that I've, I've been getting, like both on Instagram, in my work email, in my Facebook, like everywhere, I'm getting nasty, just disgusting things from men who think that because I take pictures like these, is an invitation for them to come into my DMs and say nasty things and show me their dicks. Um, but then I'm also having weird conversations with my family about this because they're like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, why exactly. are you taking pictures like this? So, yeah. and then there's this other part of it too, where like Instagram is taking down your photos. Exactly. So there's like a million different feelings that come up with pictures like these. And that's why I think it's really important that people understand that pictures like these aren't just vainglorious and like, like, you know, they're they're not done for vanity's sake. That yeah. they're really, really political. And um, and I wondered if you could speak a little bit more to the political aspects of taking pictures like these. It's so funny because you know when people say that, when people are like, "Oh, you're just doing this for attention," it's so funny because I'm like, no one I know who's in a position like you and me. The attention we get, like, the negative far outweighs the pause. I mean, well, maybe not really, but, like, in terms of kind of what you're saying, like, no one would do this and no one would fight this fight 
if they didn't if they didn't believe in it because I don't think people understand that for like the little bit of like cute fun attention we get there's so many rippling effects of hard hardships and vulnerability like you said like yeah and it always like cracks me up at this point that people are still so convinced like yeah it must be really it's like the easiest thing to be a naked girl on the internet and I was like it is not the easiest thing to be no. the naked, naked girl on the internet it's actually one of the hardest things I think I've ever done and and that time I was talking about when I was really struggling with it and thinking about kind of stopping and, and deleting all my accounts was really birthed out of like what you're saying, how draining it had become. And, and I really started to reevaluate that. I mean, there were like young women who they still, a lot of young women reach out to me a lot and are like, I want to get into sex work or I want to get into what you're doing. And I'm <laughs> during that time in the winter, I would never say this now. It was just a reflection of how I felt. I was like, if I could go back again, I wouldn't do it. Mm. Um, and I was like, I would think really hard th about this path and think about really hard about the consequences that are going to come from this and listing them like your interaction with your friends, your family, random men on the internet, random men on the street, depending on where you're located, like through work, like I lost a job that was really important to me through this engagement, like this persona has affected every single aspect of my life and it's made dating impossible it's made my relationship with my family change I mean I really went from I mean I worked at this LGBT nonprofit. it was a suicide prevention nonprofit for young people and I was kind of like the star of my family right I was like the like token activist who like was doing really good work you know everyone else my age in most of America are working at like coffee shops and restaurants not that that's bad but I was very lucky and and I was very I was a young professional, like really high up in the LGBT nonprofit world. And, and, and it was exciting and it was fun. And, and to see that shift now, now that I've like started freelancing all my works around sex, sexuality, gender, I'm doing sex work, but I'm also working for like porn stars and really just my whole world is engaged now at this point in, in sex and sexuality and gender. And no one at family gatherings will ask me what I'm up to. Mm. No one will talk to me, engage. And those are the people who didn't delete me off Facebook or didn't publicly or like intentionally tell me that they were no longer going to be a part of my life. But having to deal with, you know, my mom at my sister's wedding, she started crying and was like, this is the only, this is the only wedding I'm ever going to get. And I was like, what? Mm. You know, like these, like these like comments and these things and these hardships I posted yeah. like the most like asexual naked photo of me I think that ever existed on Facebook and I got a call from my dad who's been really supportive of me that was like don't put that on Facebook I don't want my friends or family to see that you're doing this you know like and it was okay on Instagram but it wasn't okay the second it started to branch into like kind of what they saw as their social media circle so I mean we we engage in this stuff and and it has such profound effect on on me and like having to process that and really deal with the fact that my family's relationship they're never going to sit here and, and celebrate what I'm doing they're never going to it's really at this point like a don't ask don't tell like we just don't talk about it so to do this work and for people to say it's easier for people to say it's for attention I like laugh at them because I'm like this it's not the attention I want I really have like had so many losses I've had to fight for this space and I have to continue to fight for it yeah. and it's no one's no one's asking a barista to like fight for why they're doing what they're doing no one's asking an LGBT there no one was asking me at my nonprofit to like prove why what I was doing it was important and, and when you're engaging in sex and sexuality and feminism and activism and politics you have to prove every single day to everyone around you why this space is important and very few other jobs and very few other spaces 
is that required of, of your work? And I'd say further than that, like working for this porn star from the 70s, 80s who, you know, went to the UN and fought for sex worker lives. She stood up in front of the Congress and fought for porn. Like the reason porn is legalized is because of people like my boss today. Um, and it's interesting to laugh with her because sometimes I read aloud, like my Instagram comments are like hate I get. And she just laughs because she's, you know, like in her 70s now or something. She's like an old woman who's like been in the game forever. And she's just like, the conversation has not changed mm. in 50 years. Like, it's incredible how the things people are saying to you were the same thing feminists were saying to me in the 1970s. Like, and how we just haven't had our moment where mainstream feminism and mainstream activism has taken this on. And, and you have these professionals, you have these intellectuals who've been fighting the fight their entire careers and it hasn't really filtered out to the mainstream yet and it hasn't filtered out to these circles so that's been a really and actually working for her has been one of the best things to happen to me because I get to show up every day and be myself we get to have really intellectual conversations about sexuality and I learn a lot from them and, and from their wisdom um, and it's been hopeful for me because I think the number one thing I really get is like you're going to regret this and um, and then I think I started to internalize that feedback kind of this winter of like, am I going to regret this? Everyone around me is saying this is bad. And kind of seeing this woman who's like in her 70s and doesn't regret it, <laughs> like has made a huge impact on the world. Now Harvard is acquiring her archives into their feminist library. And it's kind of like, okay, so now Harvard acknowledges sex work and sexuality as a feminist historical subject that's worthy of buying and keeping safe which is an incredible thing, but it, it is interesting to kind of surround myself with people who are on the other side, kind of in their older age and being like, you're not going to regret this. Like you've been driven to this subject for a reason and you need to follow that. Yeah. I guess what I'm hearing you say is like, it's really important for you to find your, your people, <laughs> like yeah, people exactly. who are sex positive because it can be really isolating, but it's so much easier to go through this fight and, and to, to stand up for, for these things when you have people behind you that are saying like, you are awesome for yeah. doing this and yeah. we support you. I wanted to know like, you know, how you take care of yourself because I know that you have a bunch of followers on Instagram. I know that a lot of them are really awesome, but there are a good, good majority of them that are not. Yeah. And I know that you are probably getting accosted on the daily with gross DMs and things like that. Like, how do you take care of yourself with all of that stuff? Again, I think all this stuff like evolves with time. I think, well, I also, I haven't talked about it a lot, but I do live with mental health conditions that I've had forever, um, severe depression and stuff, which I know feeds into kind of my whole idea of self-care and taking care of myself. And I think that fluctuates and therefore how I deal with it fluctuates. I mean, I go to therapy every week. I have like the most magical sex positive therapist in the world who is my rock, um, who definitely helps me uh, stay stable and happy. Um, I think what you said, having a community in 2016, I made very specific goals. And one of them was to build this sex positive community. And I've met women from all over the world over Skype and over Google Hangouts and over Instagram DMs who have changed the game for me, who have, you know, who I have not met most of them IRL, but who have become incredibly important, supportive figures in my life. And, and that was really a goal in 2016 is like finding these women who are out there because they are and, and becoming friends with them. And also, I think it's important because I think 
I do so much emotional labor teaching other people kind of like basics Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, that it's important to have people who intellectually inspire me in the field of sex and sexuality because I think I spend so much time giving to the world. It's really important for me to also find those women who are doing that emotional labor as well and can have deep intellectual conversations with me about sex. Like I can only answer people's questions about like, is sex work inherently wrong or right? So many times before, (laughs) you know, before I'm like, oh my God, I like, I'm tired of this. I want to talk to someone who actually understands like the deep nuances of sex work and bring it on. Like I want intellectual haters. Like I want to have these deep intellectual conversations where we evolve the conversation forward. But if you're going to come at me and just call me a dirty whore, (laughs) with no intellectual backing, like there's not much I can do in that conversation. So there's not much I can engage with. There's nothing there. So I think having the community is good, not only for support, but also to feed my own idea and understanding of of sex and sexuality. It's like kind of like almost being in like school, you know, you surround yourself with these people to challenge you. And I think that's, it's good to have those supportive spaces and also to be challenged because my work cannot grow without being inspired by the women around me. At the end of the day, I, I need that. Yeah. And how else I take care of myself? I, I shifted my my interaction with Instagram, which helped a lot. I created a personal account for myself, and I'm generally not logged into my big account most of the day. So I really kind of set space aside to be on Emotion Alley. And then when I'm not, I have to disconnect from it because that's really, at this point, the only way for me to be have a healthy relationship with Instagram. Um I think with Instagram policing people and censoring you, I mean, literally, it's like, it's everyone. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone's against you when you're doing this work. Like, the structures are against you doing this work. And that become that can become really draining on the self. And I think sometimes it's hard for me to admit when Instagram takes out my post, it hurts. I get upset. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm so glad that you're mentioning this because that was going to be another question I asked is like, how do you handle it when Instagram takes your pictures down? Like I've talked to other people about this and they're like, ah, oh, girl, it's no big deal. Like it feels like a violation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I try really hard to not post things on Instagram that are out of anger and impulse because I see other people on the internet do it and it like specifically like I don't know dragging other people or whatever like I try to avoid that I try to be like a more like positive I mean sometimes I slip up and the last time Instagram deleted a post of mine that was completely censored and it was because I said I was a sex worker in the caption and it was one of my best captions ever and it and like I'm thinking about putting it up with a different photo because sex workers reach out to me across the board with positive feedback about that caption and it was really educating but it was basically just like kind of talking about what you're talking about like I'm a sex worker if you're gonna dm me like you you best have your paypal ready Mm. because like I'm not engaging in the emotional labor any longer because you can pay me for this work you can pay me for my intellect you can pay me for these conversations but when they took that down I was so shocked I think it was what you just went through the fact that Instagram is now not just policing images, but they're policing captions. Um, And that was such a big shock to me. I think I play the game pretty safe these days because it's I I feel like I'm on my last straw with Instagram I feel like they're probably going to delete my account at any moment and I feel like you know I'm I'm just it's not a fun game anymore to get my work taken down but so for that to be taken down I think hit me really like left field and I posted a caption immediately that was written out of anger and then a few hours later I like felt guilty about it because it felt very angry it felt very like hurt it felt very driven out of those feelings 
but it happens. Like those feelings are real too. Those feelings are part of the experience of being like, my words are being censored. If I can't talk about these here, where do I get the space to talk about this stuff? And, and Instagram is a private corporation that polices women and their bodies and voices on an international global scale. And no one is holding them accountable. Right. It's like, a group of white cis straight males are sitting in a room deciding these rules for the world, for women all over the world. And and that is a violation to me. Like in New York City, I talk about this early on a lot about how in New York, women can be topless. So in my own city and state I live in, I can go to the beach, I can go on the street and I can have my nipples out and showing that is a right that we have fought for in New York City. And that continues to exist here but on Instagram within this city I'm not allowed to do that so it is an interesting thing I know the country of France sued Instagram for a similar reason because like again in a lot of European countries the idea of women being topless or nipples showing are like non-issues so Instagram is actually in conflict with actual domestic laws in many parts of the world or even this country so kind of like understanding that nuance there but yeah I mean it hurts it 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 feels violating it feels censored it sometimes hits you so left field when you think you're doing everything right and then you aren't but then on the other hand there's no medium like Instagram that reaches this many people that is able to put you know what I mean like I'm on Snapchat a lot more typically than I am Instagram but Snapchat disappears. I don't have my archive of work that says we talked about this topic today. We did this today. Um, so it is hard. And then I've thought a lot about writing kind of my own like blogs and stuff like that. Oh, my God, you should. Yeah, I, yeah, I should. I should. It's like on my like to do list of things I like should do. But that's that's why these pictures are so political. I think the argument of them being just done for vanity's sake and having it be so easy would be understandable if these pictures weren't being taken down. If there weren't like, you know, all of this like hullabaloo about seeing a woman's nipple like, yeah. I, I think that we I would be able to say to someone like, oh, yeah, this is totally easy. But the fact is, like, it's not. The fact is that women's bodies and femme sexuality is constantly being policed and constantly seen as something that's dangerous or unsafe, as Instagram likes to say, when, like, you get that little notification that pops yeah. up. It's crazy because it's like it's like what you're saying. It's like when and I think that's in that caption when our sexuality is not for men, it is even more dangerous. So like exactly like all those Instagram accounts that have like millions of followers that are like so male gazy and so like classic European standard of beauty body types and faces and have no intellectual, no political agenda. Not to say that that's wrong or bad, but that those accounts have like millions of followers, never get stuff taken down or never in threat of being deleted. And then it's like someone like you and me who are like, here are my, some pubic hair peeking out of this. And it's like too much or like to have like a political caption is like too much. It's like Instagram reinforces this idea that taking control of our own sexuality is inherently wrong and unsafe and bad and then to have hair on our bodies is unsafe and bad to have right or to 
or to talk about like your chunky period, which is which is the reason why yeah. I think my photo got taken down. I mean, maybe it was the pubic hair. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I also mentioned my chunky period, which was just like, that's real. I mean, if anyone who's ever seen a, a bleeding vagina knows that your period is chunky yeah. sometimes. But for exactly. whatever reason, that's off the table. Like you're not allowed to have those stories if they don't go along with the male gaze, which is so incredibly frustrating. And that's why I take my selfies because it is a political act because and I know that's why you do it too it's it's because like we want to take our stories back we want to take our erotic power back and we know that like there are forces that are going against those things and um we're tired of it it's bullshit yeah and it's interesting to me because I do do like erotica and erotic sex work and that has a lot to do with that that's where a lot of that political stuff falls for me as well like porn is education like whether people want to accept it or not like in 2016 like 13 year olds are getting their sex ed from like pornhub.com which is like really problematic in a lot of ways and like so for women to also take back that space and like I think a lot of my clients like like love my sex work solely because I'm like like so outspoken that they know that I'm first of all they know that I'm there that no one's like putting a gun to my head and being like masturbate in front of a camera you know like I'm like there because I want to be there and I'm there because I want to show authentic body authentic pleasure authentic understanding of myself like I'm completely in control of my own sex work brand like a hundred percent which seems to still shock men like which is a whole different story but it's like I'm very much in control of that and I think that is such a radical space to occupy um And because I have hair in my armpits, because I have pubic hair, because I have these things, because I'm not, I don't engage in sexuality in a way that could make me a ton of money. I don't really make, I'm like, I always joke that I'm like a D-list sex worker. (laughs) Like if I I have like mad respect for women who are playing the game, like, like big cam girls, like the top cam girls are like the ultimate performance artists. They know exactly what men want and play into it. And I think that is a beautiful, incredible art form. And I have mad respect because I do not have the emotional labor and energy to like partake in such a endeavor but like with that said like I joke that I'm a d-list sex worker because I break so many of the sex work norms that I I end up hurting my own self I end up making less money and I end up you know but those things are important to me because I see it so much more as a political move to exist to to take that space back and I think um including like you said with all these with all whether it's nude selfies or not like at the end of the day Instagram creates a market for my sex work like Mm. because they because they censor everything like I I wouldn't care about putting nipples on Instagram ever and sometimes I think about that like would I put my vagina on Instagram would I put more erotic work on Instagram if it was allowed like I, I reflect on those things and wonder also how I how I have been socialized through this lens but again they literally because my nipples aren't allowed on there create a market where I can charge people to see uncensored photos so we can also look at how capitalism the intersection of instagram's policing actually fuels sex work in certain ways they actually create a business for us like would this work even this work wouldn't sell if if there wasn't a media that was saying that it wasn't allowed on there and you have to kind of like buy it to see it so these things i think about i I don't necessarily have like answers for them or or know you know what it would be like to create a medium that's completely uncensored that's like instagram i I don't know so or what i would do i i don't know again like how would i interact with that where and i think i said this to you like i feel like my work has evolved so much that i think my best work isn't allowed on instagram And I think Instagram limits my ability to grow because I end up taking photos 
or working around their guidelines in ways that I think hold my work back. And I think it's actually hindered my ability to grow within my work and within my thought. And, and so one of my goals of 2016 as well was to really focus on work outside of Instagram and to, and to think, um, about creating work for other mediums that would allow it to exist. And I think that's been a way I've taken care of myself as I think it became to a point, like literally I've been on photo shoots where they're like, okay, can we take that same photo? Except can you like cover up your nipples so we can post it on Instagram? Like those are conversations we have Mm. and that limits what you're able to do with your photos, with your body, with your set, um, to really be thinking in those terms of, is this safe for Instagram and not? And I think that's incredibly problematic and, and hinders growth. And now that they're censoring captions, it's kind of like, where can I, what can I say? Where can I grow within this medium anymore? Um, and how can I use this platform? I, and I don't have the answer to that. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm curious, what tips or advice would you give someone who is thinking about not just posting nude selfies on on Instagram because yeah. I mean not everyone can have um, the ability to do that but mostly I'm I'm curious about like the advice you would give someone who wants to turn the camera on themselves I think it can feel uncomfortable to do it for so many reasons based on our narratives around selfie maybe you don't have anyone on the receiving end like I kind of said it's not like you're like doing it to sext anyone I think that's okay like I think it can just be nice if you have a little bit of time and some good lighting to just experiment with it and to just allow yourself space and and really listen to your feelings and thoughts as you go into it because I think that's going to point you into a direction of something you maybe uh, need or want or desire to explore more. So if you're uh, taking photos of yourself and maybe your thoughts are like, I'm too fat or um, this makes me uncomfortable, why? Um, really listen to yourself as you as you go through that self because I think it will point to bigger things that are going on or different experiences. Um, but allowing yourself that kindness and space to do it, even if you're like, okay, like I've never really done this before for me. Like, you know, I think I probably started taking nude selfies to sext people, but like to actually take that space and do it for me is a very different experience of how I take photos of myself. Not to say one is better or different. I think they're just different experiences of even if you set up your photo booth, your self timer on your camera, on your iPhone, or, you know, if you do the extended arm selfie stick, I don't know, I don't care. I think just taking out an hour and saying, I'm going to do this and really listen to yourself and and figure out what feels good, what doesn't and listen to your thoughts within it, I think could be really a learning experience. And I know a lot of women are doing this these days. If you are a woman or femme oriented person, if you don't have anyone on those receiving ends, like identify a cool friend to send them to. I actually get nude selfies an incredible amount from women that I don't know on the internet which is so incredible you know because I don't know (laughs) if they have like a soundboard for that stuff and if you can't post it or you don't know where to put it like you can always send it or you know you can ask for consent first or or not I guess it depends but I'm always really willing and open arm to take those uh, to be a soundboard for women who want to experiment with that stuff and want to be celebrated on the other end And that's something really cool with our campaign, Tramps Against Trump, because I've never seen so many nude selfies in my entire life. And I'd say the vast majority of the women who are sending those nude selfies never have sent such selfies 
to anyone in, in the world. And I think that's been so incredible for them to just really see all of these like thousands of women really just being like, I'm celebrating my body for this cause and, and they're not sending it to sex. They really took those photos for us. They censored them for us and, and know that we're these women on the other end, other end receiving them and celebrating them and thanking them. And it's brought me to like tears, yeah. you know, it's just been so incredible. So I think um, if you need a soundboard, maybe make a, like a text group or an Instagram group with some of your girlfriends or hit up someone you look up to and have those conversations. Cause I know I'm always willing to, to take that on. And sometimes your girlfriends, I know a lot of girls just have these text groups where they send nudes now. And I think that's like really yeah. cool, like whether you can post them on the internet or not. So if you did want to take them and send them somewhere, know that, you know, there are women out there who are willing to absorb that, whether they're anonymously, you don't know them or your friends like start having those conversations. So I guess my tip is just creating that space and trying it out maybe you won't like it maybe you'll learn a few things and maybe you'll end up with like a hot photo of yourself and I I actually say this I think more to like men and masculine oriented people like because I think men are like the worst at naked selfies out of anyone I've ever seen I always like laugh at the dick pics I get (laughs) see because I'm just like you didn't put any effort into this I literally just put like two hours of my life like get the right light and like the right angles and like edit out the ones that I think are really cool and like powerful maybe I like put on like different clothes that I really like that like represent me like I put in energy for this dude to be like cool and awesome and something I'm (laughs) proud of like if you're not proud of your dick pic if you're sending me a dick pic while you're sitting on the toilet like (laughs) shut down like do not send me that if you're gonna send me like a dick pic like I want some like like some beautiful light on it I want like good angles like yes and I often say that to men, so I kind of think about it in the reverse to women, because I think women do so much emo- like labor when it comes to like sexuality. Totally. Um, and I think men actually and masculine people need to step up their game as well, and and to really enter that level of intent and beauty and um, and really try harder. Yeah. <laughs> So I actually say that to men because men are often like, oh, no one wants to see a dick pic. I'm like, no one wants to see the gross dick pic that you took in three <laughs> seconds. Like there's like one guy who I'm not who's like I'm not like even hooking up with and we exchange nudes and his nudes are like some of the most beautiful like m- like ma- male bodied nudes I've ever seen in my entire life because he like plays with light. And he plays with angles and now he's making gifts because I'm like really known in the sex world for my erotic gifts. And so he started doing them, too. And they're like amazing and I'm always just stoked on him because I'm just like he like puts in the time you know and he doesn't put them publicly anywhere either so like I will say a lot of and he sends them to me and we don't have like a sexual relationship it's not even like we're sexting we're literally just like having fun with nude photos and our expression of self and we have a soundboard to celebrate them with each other and I often laugh because I'm like I wish all guys like (laughs) nude pictures were like this I just think like creating that space and time to allow yourself to get creative and like be naked and like be with yourself and kind of listen to yourself. You're inherently, bro, the first nude selfie you're going to take is not probably going to be like the best one of of the world. And that's okay because you're learning and you're growing and you're figuring it out. Like don't be like scared if they're not like good enough or they don't look, they don't look like the ones maybe you're seeing on the internet. I think it's just a radical act to to take that time for yourself and and to do it and to show up for you. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. You never have to do it again. And some people are going to do it in an asexual way. Some people are going to do it in a sexual way. I say do it however. Like find a medium that's like fun for you. It doesn't have to be a photo. It can be a gif. It can be a short video. It can be, you know, finding that creative space that like works for you, I think is the most important part. And then like growing with it.
before I let you go, I want to ask you a few rapid fire questions. My first question is describe your last orgasm in a word. <laughs> Bloody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. Um, <laughs> if your sexual energy were an animal, what would it be? Panther. Mm, why? I don't, I just like, they're like kind of like lazy and like sleep in like trees, but also like mysterious and fast and like beautiful. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just kind of like a, I like how like powerful cats kind of hold themselves in that confidence of like queens of the jungle, but then like panthers are particularly also kind of like lazy and stealth. I don't know. Just, I don't really know why they're powerful. I love cats. Nice. Big cats. Nice. What is one song that helps you get in the mood? Oh my god, I used to when I was uh, like just starting to masturbate as a kid listen to 50 Cent Candy Shop every time I masturbated. (laughs) (laughs) It's so like and now every time I hear that song like very rarely does it come on that's all I can think about is like my like secret guilty pleasure. Oh but that's such a um, good song to masturbate to my god. (laughs) It literally is. But yeah, I think um, it de- it totally depends on on my mood. Um, sometimes I think just being uh, actually silent and and going into my own imagination and not using erotica or porn and just kind of being like okay, kind of like letting my imagination flow without anything is I think something more present to me at, at this point. And when I engage in like powerful like get in the mood masturbation, and it helps me like kind of explore like oh, where is this turning now? But cool. What is your favorite nude selfie pose? Uh, I think a lot of people know me for like the back butt shots, like uh, maybe like on my knees, like with my head turned back, like from behind, I guess. Nice. I don't know what my favorite is, though. I love mirror shots. I like I cannot get enough of mirror shots. I, I feel like I post them too much, love but no. I just feel like, oh, my, I just love the way that I look in a mirror. There's no such thing as too much. <laughs> yeah, I think it, I think it totally depends. Like, literally, I have so many thousands. I definitely have my, like, go-to poses, but I, I would I, I can't say, like, any are necessarily my favorite um but I do love my big butt and how I have like kind of big girl thighs and I really love kind of playing with those angles in my nude selfies but I think I have more like favorite body parts I like to play with tell me those tell me those like I love my I love playing with rolls a lot I love like my thunder thigh you know I have such big thighs and such a big butt and I love playing with it in 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 angles and stuff like that because you can make a butt look like giant or like you know you can really play with it Mm -hmm. um I love uh I've been really into like the neck to shoulder and kind of like collarbone area a lot um yeah I don't know I just have like random body parts that I tend to like vibe with a, a lot I love that all right and last question um what does sexual liberation mean to you I don't know I think it just means like each individual person is free to be completely and authentically themselves when it comes to sexuality without harming or hurting other people. And I think one day I hope that we get to that place where people can be and do literally whatever they want with their bodies and their sexuality and their self as long as they're not harming other people within that. And I think that's like the, the, that's what that means to me, I think. Amen. Thank you so much for taking time to talk to me about Naked Selfies. You're like my hero in terms of of Naked Selfie taking. So I so appreciate you taking the time. 
Where can people find you if they want to see your selfies and hear more about the work that you're doing? Uh, you can definitely follow me on Instagram at emotionally spelled very strange. Also my website, alleywhaley.com. There's more, um, there's more of a collection of selfies uncensored or photos uncensored on there. Um, and then also if you are actually super interested, you can go to my pay site, bandit, uh, dot com, which has probably over 3000 naked selfies on it well over 3,000 naked selfies and gifts, but that you have to pay to get in. So those are kind of like the main areas, but yeah, definitely my Instagram or my Snapchat at Allie Kit and Cat. Um, I engage in those, in those different topics and questions. So, um, anywhere you want to find me, I'm probably lurking in a corner somewhere. <laughs> cool. Thank you so much, Allie. Yeah, thank you. And, um, I will talk to you soon. have some important news to announce before I let you go. So in my last episode, I told you about this workshop I was thinking of creating, a workshop that would teach you how to take sexy selfies as a gesture of radical self-love and sexual acceptance. The way I was seeing it in my head was that in addition to me guiding you through the workshop with lessons that would help you turn the camera on yourself, there would also be a designated safe space, completely private, where you could share your sexy selfies with other women taking the class, which kind of speaks to the idea of sex-positive community that Ali and I were talking about. Anyway, I asked you if this would be something you'd be interested in, and oh my gosh, the response I got from all of you has been incredible. I've heard a resounding yes across the board, and some of you are even wanting to get started with this workshop now. I'm so excited that this workshop sounds so good to you, and I'm happy to announce that it's happening. I'm currently in the process of making this workshop a reality, and I've already got a lesson plan worked out. So if this workshop sounds like something you'd like to participate in, or if you were one of those people that were like, hell yes to this idea, I invite you to sign up to the VIP list. Everyone who signs up will get access to the workshop before anyone else, and we'll also start building that sex-positive community right now. Just go to tinyletter.com slash sextingmyself. That's tinyletter.com forward slash sextingmyself. I look forward to seeing your name on the list, and I can't wait to do this workshop with you. Thank you for listening to the Sexually Liberated Woman podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it with a friend or leave a five-star review on iTunes. As for me, Evian, you can find me on my blog, sexloveliberation.com, where I write essays about sex, sensuality, and erotic power. I'm also on Instagram at evian.whitney, where I'm capturing moments of brazen femininity and sexuality throughout the day. And if you want to be a sexually liberated woman, go to sexloveliberation.com SLW, and maybe I'll be chatting with you about your journey of erotic empowerment someday. See you in the next episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.